Hey folks, thanks for tuning in. This week we're honored to have Caitlin with us and we're going to have a great week talking about these things that are going on that people who suffer from PTSD and their symptoms can really help with. Caitlin, thank you. Thanks, Doug. It's great to be here. Keep listening. We'll explore some really great stuff. Great to be back with you, folks. Here with me again is Caitlin, and not only Caitlin, but my friend Philip, who's uh, who's come in at this time and, and decided to work with us. He's been helping us on this podcast at your QFM here in Bemidji, Minnesota. And so, with Caitlin, we've been really excited. We went through her. Uh, we went through her testimony. We talked about her redemption. We talked about her being restored. Today, we're hopping back in the book of Proverbs, but we're going to start off with a word that my friend Philip, we're honored to have Philip with us. He works here at the radio station. So all three of us, we're going to read some verses from the Bible here and talk about them and talk about what it means to us. And we're going to bang through some podcasts here, but I want to start off with a word implementation. I, I liked what brother Philip mentioned to us a minute ago here. Philip was saying, how about implementation? How about applying it, application? And, and so I looked at that and I came up with a verse in Proverbs that we did just a few months ago. And Proverbs 21, find the thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness. Uh, plenteousness. Boy, I'm not, you know, I shouldn't be allowed to read. I'm just being upfront with you guys. I, I probably don't have what it takes to be a reader, but of everyone that is hasty only to want. And then it says, commit thy works unto the Lord over in Proverbs 16, three in thy thoughts shall be established. And that's what we want to do. We want to commit these things. And, and when you think of this word application, ladies first, Caitlin, what comes to your mind? Well, as far as just in total, I think when I hear application, I think applying what I'm reading in the Bible and applying it to my life. Because, um, you know, I used, to, I used to walk in my own way, in my own will, and now walking in God's will, I, I think it just goes hand in hand. Yeah. What about you, Philip? Yeah, it's uh, just a matter of um, allowing these changes to really take root and, and really... Um, complete you know your living out your everyday life um, because yeah it's, it does you know these transformations you know are profound um, and and they can be lasting they can be fully restorative and healing you know we were talking about um, redemption restoration um, and now you know it's just a matter of kind of getting a glimpse of, of what that truly looks like and, and looks like kind of to its fullest potential. Because I think it does require, you know, practice. Like with anything, practice makes perfect. Yeah, and, it's, it, and I like that. It's where the rubber hits the road. It's taking mm -hmm. that stuff. I like what you were both saying about that. Taking, uh, taking what God's given us, take that redemption, take that restoration and say, you know, th th we need to implement this. We need to apply this. We need to help the person next door, around the corner, down the street. This this radio station. So Philip's dad is the owner of this radio station, Phil, and we had him. You'll hear him coming up. We're doing these podcasts before Brother Phil comes up. But I, I was thinking as he was talking about just trying to reach the community, just trying to, you know, if we really love people, you know, if we really are the way that Christ loved us, 
boy, we want to implement it. We want to do something. We can always do something. So I was just telling my dear friends, we're going to hop back into Proverbs. I know it's been a while, but even on the road, we want to do a little bit of that. So I want to just look at verses 13 through 16, and we're going to talk about them as we go. Verse 13 says, The slothful man saith, There is a lion in the way, a lion is in the streets. As the door turneth upon its hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. The slothful hideth his hand in his bosom. So remember, slothful, lazy, you know, not wanting to do anything. Grieveth him uh, to bring it again to his mouth. And then verse 16, the sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men that own render a reason. So as we look at that and we're talking about the lion on the road and, and thinking about that verse, they say, there's a lion in my way. There's something in my way here. There, we've seen this before in Proverbs. This isn't our, our first time through this. And I mean, have you ever been there where, where something has just and, and something has just seemed like it's in the way? You just don't want to get up and do anything. There, there's no way I can do anything. Have you been there, Philip? Oh, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And how about you, Caitlin? Have you been to that place where that lion is, is in the way, stopping you from moving forward? Many times. Yeah. So, folks, I, I, I think... Uh, you know, that lion's in the way. There's a lion in the road. There's, you know, I, I, I don't feel safe going out there. I shouldn't step out and do this. And what would you say to somebody, folks? What would you say to somebody who's who's waking up perpetually like that? What would you say to them? I think first you have to uh, begin to believe that, that there is hope that you can overcome these obstacles, that they might not be quite as um, un. Uh, insurmountable as you mm. think they are. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. And and uh, I, I think if you can, you know, we look at things all the time, don't we? And boy, the devil has us believe in these things. The devil had me sold out on my life. The devil had me sold out in my sin. The devil had me sold out in all those things. And that's what I was looking for is to do what the devil had for me in life. But I I, re- I remind everybody of our litmus test over here in Philippians chapter four. I think this I think this is a good place to throw this in in verse number eight. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, you got to ask yourself the question, is it true? I liked what you said, Brother Philip. I mean, Philip, you just you made a comment. You say sometimes we look at things and we we think they're too much or we think they're more than what they are. That's why we say, is this true? Is there really a lion out there or metaphorically speaking, is there really something out there? That's going to hurt me from moving forward. And whatsoever things are honest, is this real? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I have to ask myself that question all the time. Is this, you know, because my thought life, if I'm not careful, my thought life will take me back to crazy old Doug before mm-hmm. he got saved. Uh, my thought life, if I'm not careful, you know, yeah. and, and this fellow taught me one time, he said this, I'll never forget it. He said, now, now, Doug, when you have those thoughts, stop what you're doing and remind the devil that you serve a great God in Jesus name. Old devil, go away. Uh, God's got this. He's saved me. So whatever things are true, honest, whatsoever things are just, only God is just. We're only going to find justice in God. Mm-hmm. And something you said uh, just a couple podcasts ago, Caitlin, you, you made the comment, uh, only God could show me this. Only God, you know, could take me to that place. Yeah. And so when that lion's in the road, mm-hmm. it, it get out of there. Yeah. And that, so that reminds me, one of the, one of the, verses out of Psalms that really, um, that I really held on to when I first got sober was Psalm twenty five fifteen. My eyes are ever towards the Lord for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. And all Love these, it. all these insurmountable things, like it is possible with God. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. And whatsoever things are pure, only God is pure. Uh, whatsoever things are good, of good report. We know that we're born into sin. You know, mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is because sin, I tell you, when I get to heaven, I'm going to give Adam a double look, old Adam and Eve. I'm going to be like, hey, what's this all about, man? Because of you. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, but you know, when, when Christ was hung on that cross, he was hung on the cross for me too. And whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any purity in this and virtue in this and goodness in this, and that's the kind of stuff that's outside of this world, you know, it's not what I consider virtue, not what the world would consider virtue. If there be any praise, think on these things. So when we're thinking about that lion, boy, we need to stop and say, is this true? Is this honest? Is this pure? Is this just? But wait a minute, wait a minute. Is, is uh, you know, hang on a minute. Is, is there any praise for God in this? Because we remember that last verse in chapter four of the book of Revelation gives us the reason we live. So we, we always stop and we always have to ask ourselves, why are we here? What is this all about? And, and the truth of the matter is, is the, the reason we're here is to bring honor and glory to God. And we can't do that if the lion's out in the road. We, we, we have to move on. And, uh, and it so goes on and it says, there's a lion in the way. And then it says, as the door turneth upon its hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. And, and, you know, talking about that, it, it, you know, unless that door is knocked off its hinges, it's going to keep on shutting. Mm. It's going to keep on opening and shutting. Mm. So, Philip, here it is telling us, right? It's saying just like a door opens and closes, the lazy dude's just going to keep laying in his bed. Mm -hmm. So the cycle needs to be broken. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, I mean, Philip, just briefly, have you ever, you ever had to break that cycle in your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm you know i've been a dude in his late teens and 20s i know what it's like to want to just uh sleep in until <laughs> noon every day <laughs> um and you know it's a matter of yeah being able to find those things of god that um really that those are the things that allow you to escape that cycle of you know i there's not anything really to live for there's no no reason to try um, you know, if you're caught up on all these things that could, um, you know, that you think could damage you, you know, the lions, um, then, then you're not allowing God in to, um, to overcome those things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's probably the greatest point, uh, right there as we move through these verses is it's, uh, we're saying that we're, we're in such an apathetical state and apathy is set in. We're, we're just saying there's nothing else God can do with me. So I'm just laying in bed. And uh, I, I thank you for saying that. Hey, folks, hang in there a minute. We're going to let the stations do what they do. We'll be right back. So here we are. We're back with Philip. We're back with Caitlin. We're moving our way through Proverbs chapter 26. We, we've kind of analyzed verses number 13 and 14, but we're working through 16 right now on this load. And it says the slothful, the lazy person, the, the person who doesn't want to do anything, his hand is in his bosom. It grieveth him to bring it again to his mouth. It's, uh, you know, I, it, he's a, here's this guy. It's, he doesn't even want to have the energy uh, doesn't even want to do those things to, to feed himself, Caitlin, mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. 
And uh, boy, I'll tell you, there's a whole world out there like that in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I was a part of it also. Yeah, I walked in that. I walked in that path myself, and yeah. I don't know what it's like around Bemidji, but where I live, where Debbie and I live, uh, right now, there's help wanted signs all over town. Everywhere. People just won't take jobs. And I, I don't know what happened to the whole job. Yet people are paying more for houses and cars than they ever did. Uh, but there's job. You know, I went. So stopped at Starbucks this morning. Help wanted sign. Left my hotel this morning. Help wanted sign. Went by McDonald's. Help wanted. I can just go on and on and on. But if you're, excuse me, if you're too lazy to do these things, nothing's going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And and he and over here in verse number 16, it says, the sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men that render a reason. And I was, I'm here. It's got this idea that this guy knows more in his own conceit or this person, this male or female, know more. Uh, and I've been that person. I've been there. So what do we say to somebody? You know, we've been there. We, we've seen that. We can say, yeah, Philip said, hey, I'm just a young guy in my late teens and coming into my 20s. I wanted to lay there. But what do you say to somebody who knows more than everybody else? I mean, that's that's the tough question there. And I'm looking at Caitlin first. What do you what do you say to somebody like that? You're going to be counseling them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's hard to think of what to say to somebody like that because they know best. Right. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's you really got to to break it down into yeah. simple terms and meet them on their level. You know, what's, what's going on in your life? How is that going for you? How is that working for you? Yeah. And really use some motivational interviewing to get them to see, hmm. see the air. You know, I'm going to hop on that with you for a minute. Cause you being going into this counseling and, and social working and taking care of people and helping people. How in the world do you do so? I mean, how do you walk into that house? I, I just need to know this. I just, uh, <laughs> how do you walk into that house with that crazy guy or gal and take control of a situation like covered in college? I mean, how does, how does that happen? So I'm, I'm not yet a social worker, but I am almost. I will yeah. graduate in May next year. But um, they really stress that. Um, you know, you don't want to have a power dynamic in those situations. When you go into a situation like that, um, the client is the expert of their own experience. You know, they they know what's going on in their life. And really, you ask them questions that let them feel like like they're the ones with the answers. So so how how are things going for you? What what are you struggling with? Um what do you think you can do about that? And if, you know, the answers are nil or far between, just really prodding and asking about their experiences and finding a way to get in there and pivot the conversation. Yeah. And so when I was an army recruiter, we talked about different kinds of questions. So we had open probes and closed probes mm -hmm. or open questions where we just wanted them to ramble on. We, were, we just want to find some place to go with the closed questions. So how you doing to that mm -hmm. Boy, and I, I'm telling you, you're going to get some strange answers on that. <laughs> if you're too open on some of those questions, you're going to, because you're not as a social worker. I tell people about the police and the emergency room and, and people all the time. I'm constantly telling people, you know, these folks are not walking into the best case scenario. Mm. You're not walking into the best case scenario. You know, when the social worker is called, there's usually brokenness 
craziness, getting ready to lose a kid, getting ready to gain a kid. I mean, I don't know. It's just obviously it could be anything we could think of, a myriad of things. And, and, and having the calmness that God gives, I guess, having the, the, the wisdom that God gives, I think can really make a difference. I, I hope so. I hope it does for you. And, and uh, I want to go on to 17 with you folks right now. I'm looking at verse number 17. It says, He that passeth by and meddleth with strife belonging not to him is like one that taketh a dog by the ears. Well, mm-hmm. hi, I've owned some dogs, and dogs don't <laughs> like being taken by the ears. And <laughs> chances are you can get into trouble uh, with a dog that's taken by the ears. Uh, but somebody who gets involved, Philip, I mean, they, they're walking by you and, uh, well, I don't even want to use Philip. Let's say that you're oh. one walking by oh. and they meddle into a conversation. I mean, aren't they asking for trouble? Yeah. You know, you can really be of an attitude where conflict kind of follows you wherever you go. If, <laughs> if that's your disposition, you, you know, some of us yeah, have kind of a proneness to entering into those fight or flight scenarios. I think a lot of times it's, it is having a sense of really high alertness. I think that's sometimes what leads people to those slothful states where, you know, in their own conceit, they're wiser than, you know, than everyone else around them. Um, but, you know, it's, it's this constant obsession with, you know, this hypervigilance that prevents them from really wanting to take action. Um, well, there are those people who are the, the idle ones. And then there, there are people who similarly in their hypervigilance, you know, they'll go around and they'll be wanting to implement justice. They see, you know, the slightest bit of injustice or, you know, if, yeah, they, they encounter someone who's acting unruly, you know, in line at the, the coffee shop, you know, someone will be rude to the, the barista. I hate and, that. uh, yeah, no, it, it, you know, it, it's, it sucks how sometimes it stinks, um, how, how some people are, <laughs> Uh, you know, rude to customer service people. Yeah. Uh, but then you might get, you know, some kind of, um, you know, warrior for the common man to step in and then all of a sudden berate, you know, the person who made the slightly rude comment and that'll only escalate the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you, you have to know when to grab the dog by the ears and when not to use that discretion. Yeah. And I'll tell you, you can learn an awful lot by from people and by people, by their actions, uh, when people, uh, you know, I hate it when people do people wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I hate that. And, but it, you know, not metal. And so there's, there's two places here. I kind of like where brother Philip went and it's always, that's why it's always good to have uh, different personalities of people that God has saved and, and, and the vision, but there's nothing I hate worse uh, than seeing somebody just tear apart a service industry person. Mm-hmm. And nothing I hate worse than seeing anybody tear apart anybody. Mm-hmm. And God says, live peacefully, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever possible. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys, if you can do this, and it's not living peacefully. And, uh, but stay out of people's business and beeswax and things of that nature. Now, you, Caitlin, you mm-hmm. are going to have you are gonna have neighbors, man. You're going to go into that apartment house. You're going to go into, boy, neighbors are going to be wanting to meddle in there. What do you say to them? I would like to say mind your business, right? But that's not that's not the loving thing to do. Um, I, I, gee, I don't know. You know, I, I think everybody's business is their own, and um, outside people uh, trying to ask questions as a as a professional, I would probably say it's confidential. Yeah, know? that's a good way. Hey, I'm sorry, but I'm here. Uh, you know, and I'm 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 here on doing my job and. <laughs> 
Yeah. If I need any information from you at all, you know, write down a testimony for me or whatever. I'll pick it up from you, you know, but I, yeah. I need to go in and handle this situation. I like that. I like it. Hey, it's none of your business, but as a professional, hey, it's not, it's really something I got to handle by myself right now. But thank you so much for wanting to come in and, 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 uh, and have a good day. So this is what I'm thinking. You know, we've been talking. So we're, we're day three with Caitlin, day one with Philip. We've been talking about things like redemption. We've been, uh, talking things, restoration, talking about implementation. And, uh, and here we are. And, uh, and, and we're getting ready to go to this conference. We, we're getting ready to be with other folks with PTSD and things like that and things that are coming down and things that are changing. And what do we want to tell people? What, what do you want to tell people that just people, if you could say one message, godly message, you know, what would you say to people? What would you say? What do you want to lead people with? Oh, I feel a little on the spot right now. <laughs> I think I want to I want to tell people in regards to this conference, right, that, um, you know, everybody struggles with some sort of experiences in their past or trauma, maybe not necessarily PTSD, but even that. And um, those things can seem insurmountable sometimes. But... Um, when we have the support of fellowship and when we have the support of other people who have gone through those types of things and when we can get together and um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of grace in those situations through God and he brings people together that need each other and that can help each other. And um, I just, I'm really excited for this conference. I think it's going to be such a blessing in the lives of everybody there. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and folks, exactly what Caitlin's saying, exactly what Philip's been saying throughout this, let's be good to each other. Let's just love each other. Let's try to help each other out. Let's look to God, lean on God. But listen, we love you folks. If there's anything we could do for you, make sure you look us up at Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. WoundedSpirits.com now has the TV shows out there. You can hook on this podcast out there. We sure do love you. Hope you have a great day. And hey, wear that smile that only God can give you. Thank you. Thank you.